You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. I would first like to start off with a slight correction. It was brought to my attention, and sometimes, you know, you make these mistakes in the heat of the moment. So many things are going through our heads when we're trying to talk about things. Sometimes you make the unusual hiccup, and I did. The other day, I said that you can't blame the contractors for what happened in Afghanistan. Well, about a minute later, somebody pointed out that I said, blame the contractors. That's not what I meant to say. I said it, but that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is blame the military industrial complex. That's what I meant to say. You can't blame the private military contractors. Of course not. I got friends that are contractors. You can't do that. There's no logical reason to blame contractors. So I would just like to correct myself because we're all about integrity here, right? That's all we've got. That's not what I meant to say. I do apologize. It was not intentional. It was just a legitimate hiccup. So just to set the record straight, uh, I did not mean to say blame the contractors. You cannot. Obviously, I said that first. You cannot blame the contractors. So I didn't mean to say in the same sentence, blame the contractor. That's not what I meant. There's plenty of blame to go around here. And that's what everybody seems to be doing. Everybody's pointing the fingers at everybody, but no one's stepping up and taking the blame. The old man is laying the blame on all of the Afghan uh, armed forces and the Afghan government. And the Congress is blaming the intelligence community and everybody else is like the populace is blaming Biden and Obama and Saki's blaming the Trump administration. Apparently, the knives are out in the White House. There's chaos going on inside 1600 Pennsylvania. Chaos because no one knows what's going on. No one knows what to do. Oh, and it gets better. It gets better. Once you find out what the 82nd are dealing with over there right now, that's going to shock you. But before we get into that, Bruce, how are you? Healthy in your life? Um, just thinking about what you were talking about there. Um, you pulled a Biden, basically. I mean, it, it, it's and you also took I did. Uh, from I did. the leftist handbook and and in, in one breath saying uh, all these problems are going to happen. And then the next breath they're saying, but don't blame us. That's kind right. Of a, it, it, you, you caught me. You caught me. And what I what I did directly after we recorded that uh, a couple of days ago, I went straight downstairs and I had a bowl of chocolate chocolate chip. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's get into some stuff today, shall we? Mike Pence. I'm not a fan of Mike Pence. I'm not a fan of Mike Pence at all. Nope. But he nope. has come out publicly and said that uh, Biden broke tr the Trump administration's deal with the Taliban. They did. They did. Now, even though he's he's doing this publicly, OK, whatever, you know, but he's not wrong. He, he's not wrong on this. What happened was simply this. The Trump administration went over there, bombed those people into submission to the point where it actually brought them to the negotiating table. And once they sat down, the deal was, look, we want to get out of here, but we want assurances that you're not going to do anything to compromise us leaving. And we want to make sure that there's a stable government in place and a security force in place before we leave. That was the deal. We had that agreement. The agreement was for us to pull out in May, I think it was, is when mm -hmm. that, May that was done. Yeah, that was to be done. 
The deal was to pull out U.S. personnel. The deal was not to pull out the contractors. The contractors were to stay in region by 10,000 or more. They were to stay in region. And so if any of them would try any funny business or any of them would try to reestablish these networks, then we would send in the pipe hitters and they would decapitate the snake before it got any bigger. That was the point. So the contractors got to keep their jobs, which, by the way, were 2.9 contractors per soldier, if that gives you any idea. So we weren't actually leaving the region per se. We weren't putting it on the U.S. taxpayer. We were putting it on private companies doing business with the government. That's all we were doing. But that deal was was gone back on. The Biden administration just said, all right, we're pulling out. They got the order to abandon everything. Don't take anything with you. Pack whatever you've got, whatever kit you've got, load it up. We're out of here by six. That's what happened. Everything was just deserted. We left all of our vehicles. We left all of our arms, all of our resupplies, all of our gear, everything in the armories, the motor pools. We left it all. You're not supposed to leave anything when you pull out like that. It's supposed to be a phased drawdown. So we have time to get everything out. And whatever we can't get out, we're going to destroy on the ground. That's not what happened. Instead, we gave these guys an entire air force, more or less. We gave them attack choppers. We gave them planes. We gave them drones, arms, gear, vehicles. And it wasn't just us. It was NATO countries. Some of them are rolling around in German vehicles. I, I know what the difference is. So they, uh, they went back on the deal. The Biden administration went back on the deal. Where is Joe Biden? Where is he? He left. No one's seen or heard from him since. He hasn't talked to a single world leader since any of it happened. Jen Psaki has been called back. She's up there in the press room trying to make excuses. She doesn't know when he's going to be back. She doesn't have a clue. Kamala's going to, to Vietnam. Isn't that fitting? These people are clowns, idiots, incompetent to the moon and back. I was talking to Marty on the phone today. He will be joining us soon. I was talking to him today. He's doing well, uh, but he will be back, as I said, soon. But all the years he spent in the region over there, he spent nine years over there. And as he and I were talking today, he and I are pretty well convinced. I mean, we, we talked for probably about an hour off and on about different things. This is intentional. This is not an accident. This was intentionally done. The number of people that we have stranded over there with no plan, understand that there is no plan on how to get these people out. Not only do we not have a plan, we sent in, we've got, what, we have 8,000 on the ground now of the 82nd, 7,000? Uh, 7, seven to 8, somewhere around seven, 7 to 8,000, yeah. okay. They can't even get them out. And the reason they can't get them out, well, we'll talk about that shortly. That's shocking in and of itself. All right, but I'm I'm sitting here. I'm I'm rambling. Bruce, go ahead and jump in there. What where do you want to where do you want to go? No, um, I have to agree with the two of you. Um, uh, as as we've talked before, um, this is all planned. It's a uh, shall we say national effort, uh, global effort to make the U.S. look bad. Continue. You know, they they you can't have any single ruling empire. You have to have a conglomerate of them. You have to have multiple. You know, working together to rule. If you will, um, with China at the head, as, yeah, as, got it. yeah, yeah, uh, according to Schwab. So yeah, I think this was all this was all planned. This was all a political game. This was no, they 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 knew what was going to happen. They knew, and I think they did it on purpose. I think this was all this is all done. Like the, the, I, I was looking at the immigration stuff that they they've um, that was instituted. The immigrate. Okay, so if you, uh, it's like a special immigration thing. I forget. I forget what the the actual title of it is. Mm -hmm. Because but now, they're, if you now they're helped, telling us 
Yeah, but they're not, now they're telling, just so we're clear, now they're telling us that because of this, well, now we have to take all these refugees. No, yep. no. So we, we, we have in place an act back in 2009. It was instituted immediately uh, or, well, shortly after uh, Obama took office. Um, so that means they already had it uh, in the works. Basically, if you work with us, uh, be it media or military government, um, then we'll give you citizenship, basically, is what it is. On the surface, I'm, I'm kind of, depends on what it is. You know, it depends. Yeah, if you were if you were out there in the field with the soldiers and doing like translating and whatnot, mm-hmm. you were risking your neck just as well as with them. Okay, yeah, you you've shown that you're you're trustworthy. But if you just gave some random bit of information, like a, a you know intelligence or something like that, I don't know about that one because mm-hmm. then you could have people exploit it and be terrorists. Anyway, all that to say. Um, I think this was all planned and we're going to start importing more terrorists here and still, that'll push their narrative. Yeah, but still, like, keep them in region, right? We, we've got places yeah. in, in other parts of, uh, of the region over there. We've got Uzbekistan. We've got Iraq. We've got United Arab Emirates. We've got Saudi Arabia. We, we've got bases in all these countries. Put them there. We got bases in Pakistan, for God's sake. Right. But of course, Pakistan. Yeah, well, he, they, he's now re- he's now recognized the uh, the legitimate Taliban government. How many how many billions of dollars were given that country? What's it gotten us? Build like a billion dollar embassy there as well. Oh, something like that, yeah. All the millions that we left behind. Ammunition, uh-huh. vehicles, uh-huh. drones, uh-huh. all that uh-huh. stuff. Millions. Yeah. Millions and just drones, by the way. Yeah. 11,000 plus Americans remain in Afghanistan. Only hundreds have been evacuated so far. And believe me, there is no plan. There's no plan. You mean that big carrier that we've seen the pictures from? The, the, that wasn't loaded with Americans? Uh-uh. No. So I saw photos today of the German A400M loaded with some German citizens, NGO people, and, and all the rest of it, you know, German nationals, contractors, things like that. Germans, uh, Bundeswehr soldiers and, and, and everything. Saw a lot of locals on there too. Not very many uh, personnel, didn't look like. Uh, looked more like uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people on the ground. And I'm sure that the French transports will probably be the same way. The RAF transports probably going to be the same way. That would be my guess. Yeah. While these people are busy going to the theater, while they're eating ice cream, while they're on vacation. You have an obligation as a nation to take care after your own citizenry first. That That is your job as a government. And the fact that, well, all the Western countries right now that we've seen pictures of are pulling out not just Americans, but uh, the indigenous populace there. Um, no, your, your first goal should be American citizens. And those that are looking to immigrate here that have the proper paperwork, they can wait their turn. I agree. But we have, I, I don't know what you want to call them. I, I mean, I don't want to call them leaders because that's certainly not what they are. Uh, we have a ruling class that has gone insane. They, they've gone insane. They've gone completely off the deep end. They're not thinking. You know, people are talking about how Biden is incompetent and hell, even the Europeans are over here saying today, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I, I, even people, these are people that hated Trump and wanted Biden. And now they're saying, what's wrong with this guy? Is, is this guy all there? And I said, no, he's not all there. That's what I've been trying to tell you people. He's not all there. He's in there because he's compromised. All of these people are in there because they are in one way or another compromised. They are not leaders. None of them are. People are talking about how the Biden administration and not just him, the entire administration needs to resign. The administration in America does not just need to resign. All of these governments in all of these Western nations that have completely screwed all of us 
over the last 18 months should resign. And not just them. All of the people that are in there with them should resign as well. All of them. All of them need to go. Everything. When I talked about the other day about how we need to overturn that apple cart and get to that rot in the bottom of that cart, because it's going to spoil the whole the whole cart. I mean, everywhere. You don't just do part of this. You do all of this or you don't do it at all. You clean all of this out and, and make no mistake about that. When we're finished with these politicians legally, legally, when we're legally finished with these politicians, we are not going to stop there. Understand that this fight does not end until the people that are responsible for putting those people there to compromise our way of life are dealt with. Zbigniew Brzezinski was correct about one thing. He said, for the first time in human history, mankind is politically awake for the first time, he says, and they are not staring at the politicians any longer. They're staring at the elite. And that's exactly what we're looking at. People are not walking down the streets here holding up just politicians in prison stripes in Berlin. Bill Gates is in prison stripes. Klaus Schwab is in prison stripes. Jeff Bezos is in prison stripes. The people know. They know. And worse than that, the elite know that we know. So before I get too far down that rabbit hole, 11,000 U.S. citizens self-reported to, uh, to the State Department. Of course, we know what they said. Yeah, well, um, just shelter in place. And if you can find another way out, then go ahead. Oh, yes, that's that's really comforting. Uh, however, national security officials told Senate aides on Tuesday that there are as many as 15,000 citizens left in the country. 15,000. Brigadier General William Taylor told reporters at the Pentagon on Tuesday that roughly 1,400 people had been evacuated from Kabul since August 14th. Late Monday night into Tuesday, seven evacuation flights left Kabul with approximately 700 people, including 165 American citizens. Who in the hell are all the rest of those people? 165 American citizens on a flight of 700 people, and we've got 15,000 in the country. I'm sorry, our people come out first, son. It gets worse than that. The 82nd that we've sent in, they're holding the airport, right? Are they? Are they holding the airport? I told this to Marty today. He couldn't believe it. it. It pissed him off even more. And as soon as Bruce heard this last night, he and I got burned up even more. This is Sam Faddis, former CIA. And if you're former CIA, you're really never former CIA, are you? <laughs> you're, you're really not. You've seen the movies. Yeah. Once you're in intelligence, you never leave intelligence. He's got guys on the ground. Faddis does. He's got guys on the ground. And he, he's plugged into what's going on over there. He was on Steve Bannon's podcast just the other day. Listen to this. Let's bring in Sam Fettis as CIA. Sam, how bad is it? What is the mainstream media not reporting to cover the Biden administration? How bad is it over there? You're CIA, you've been in Pakistan for many, too many years to, to, to count. What is actually going on there from your sources on the ground? Yeah, well, from talking to a whole bunch of sources throughout the night, uh, it is a complete disaster. It is not under control. We do not have anything secured, and we are desperately trying to pull together a plan as we go. Uh, we have hundreds, if not thousands, of Americans trapped now behind Taliban lines. We have no plan nor capacity to get them out. Uh, we have expended munitions in theater to the point where we're having to arrange emergency resupply from Europe That's just so we have some Something to shoot with. Unbelievable. We got Taliban checkpoints in Kabul where they're stopping people, checking their cell phones. If you got a U.S. number in your cell phone, you die right there. They're going house to house identifying pilots, special operations teams members, all the elite guys we trained, finding them and executing them all as a preemptive strike to prevent any counteraction. Uh, we got everybody off the bench. 
everybody in the field, but we are scrambling. This is we, we, we don't even we haven't even reached the point where we can say we got our people out and we have no guarantee that we are going to get all our people out. Unbelievable. Uh, Sam, I want to go back to you because you worked the Pakistan side of this thing. Um, how could how could the military and the intelligence community continue to tell senior members, whether it's Trump or others, that the Afghan National Army with hundreds of billions of dollars was ready to fight and everything was predicated upon them? That's what we got to see the briefing papers to, to, to Biden. Right. Well, how could it go that we knew the Afghan security forces? We I always knew it were were. were because remember, at the time, blue on green or green on blue uh, killing was the biggest casualties. These guys were shooting us in the back. That's always a tell. They're not ready to fight. Sam Faddis. Well, I mean, you have a couple of problems here. First is you have politicization at the top of the bureaucracy. So uh, what you're going to tell folks is what they want to hear. Uh, and you don't anymore at places like CIA have folks in charge who are field operators who've made their bones out there on the ground. You have a whole bunch of folks who made their bones back in D.C. playing political games and trying to overthrow Donald Trump. So that's a major problem. And then that trickles down to the field, right? You don't have the folks collecting this information and giving you that hard truth, which is the ultimate job of the Intel guy, right? I don't care what your politics are. I'm going to tell you the truth, then over to you to do what you want with it. So um, just as we've seen, we got problems in the military. Our Intel apparatus has failed catastrophically as well. Another catastrophic failure. We don't have a plan. They're flying by the seat of their pants. We don't even have ammunition to put in our guns. That this is they left all that behind. You asked the question last night when when you and I heard this last night, you asked the question, if we don't have any ammunition, where's it all going? Where where's it going? We're asking the French are flying in to get their people out. We're asking them to bring in pallets of ammunition for us? Are you kidding me? Th this is the level I, I don't have words for this. I, I do not have words for this. And it gets better. It gets better. This just in the US State Department has issued a new security alert. The U.S. government cannot ensure safe passage to the Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul. And they have just accused the Taliban of violating their promises on access to the airport. Do you mean the Taliban lied? Do you mean they, they broke their promise? They went back on their word? Do you remember them making a promise or, or a deal with the Taliban to ensure safety to the airport? Has the, the media reported anything about that or... Because I don't recall I've seen any articles about that one. In fact, it was yesterday I was just made aware that we actually paid the Taliban to leave us alone, basically. We paid them tribute to leave us alone to pull out our people. You've got the hell's this guy's name. UK Defense Staff General Sir Nick Carter is saying that the Taliban are helping the UK with evacuation efforts. Uh, helping? Is that is that what you mean by being paid off? The U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan has just released the following thing. Bruce, you can see the screenshot here. This is uh, directly from their site. U.S. Security Alert, U.S. Embassy, Kabul, August 18th, 2021. U.S. government provided flights are departing. U.S. citizens, LPRs, and their spouses and unmarried children under the age of 21 should consider traveling to Hamid Karzai International Airport. You should plan to enter the airport at Camp Sullivan. From the Hamid Karzai Airport, or International Airport, Airport South Traffic Circle, head east for one kilometer. Okay. The United States, and they say in bold, all caps type at the bottom here. You see it. You see it clearly. The United States government cannot ensure safe passage to the airport. We have no plan 
at the moment. Biden is nowhere to be found. He's run off and he's hiding somewhere. Hiding Biden. You understand why they call him that now? Jen Psaki on, God, I hate to play this. You and I had to listen to this. Jen Psaki on getting our people out of there. Go ahead. How many Americans are in Afghanistan, both inside Kabul and outside Kabul? And should they get priority on evacuation flights? Uh, John Kirby said that it's going to be a mix of SIV applicants and Americans. But should those remaining American citizens get priority? And how many are there in the country right now? Well, we are prioritizing uh, a number of groups, American citizens, embassy employees and their families, our locally employed staff, SIV holders and applicants, Afghans who would be eligible for P1, P2 refugee programs, which includes, by the way, translators who may have assisted media organizations and others. Uh, We are, uh, there have been, uh, how the process works, I should tell you, is that there are individuals who will self-identify as American citizens. Uh That number is around 11,000. Beyond that, around the country, uh, beyond on that, though, there are individuals who may not have self-identified who may okay. come and re- request assistance. OK, in the era of ident- sorry, in the era of identity politics, Bruce, do you self-identify as an American citizen? Uh, yeah, currently. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. In the context that she's speaking and the absolute failure of this magnitude that we're dealing with and that we're seeing unfold before our very eyes, you're saying, lady, that anybody who self-identifies as an American citizen can jump on a plane and come to America? That's what you're saying? That's what it sounds like. Anybody that self-identifies as an American. I, I, I don't, I can't, mm. Oh, this burns me up. ...and come to the airport. We're going to work to assist, of course, American citizens, but we also have a responsibility and obligation uh, to... How? How? No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. How are you going to work to assist American citizens? We've got 15,000 plus that are in country that we cannot get out. The State Department is putting out official notices saying that they cannot guarantee their safety. How are you going to assist them? That should be the follow-up question. Help uh, the men and women who or, who served by our sides, many of your the sides of your colleagues uh, as translators and as interpreters, and our locally employed staff and others. So just to confirm, 11,000 in the entire country, not just in Kabul? Well, I would just say there that's the self-identified number, right? So, But we will continue right. to provide assistance, and uh, we are prioritizing American citizens. We are also working to get additional uh, officials out and who have... You're prioritizing American citizens. A flight of 700 last night left with 167 that were U.S. citizens. Is that prioritizing American citizens? If that is a flight of 700, there damn well better be 700 U.S. American passport holders on that flight. The, the pictures I've seen, they must have been wearing like local garb, you know, the, the, the Middle Eastern well, yeah, garb. They probably had they, to blend they, in. They must have all yeah. just. They had yeah, to blend yeah, in. Had the, yeah. Yeah. To get into right, the airport. Right. They, they, that's, I mean, that was their safety to, to get there. So, right. Which, to be fair, that, that university kid, he actually had to dress like that to get to the airport before he actually yeah. ran into some contractors to get him out, which yeah, to they had that, to disguise yeah. themselves to get out. Important role. Just follow up on, on this. Obviously, getting them through and getting them to the airport is the challenge, as everyone else here has noted. Um, but the administration's left to negotiate with the Taliban, including uh, one of the commandos who was released from Guantanamo Bay as part of the Bo Bergdahl prisoner swap when President Biden was vice president. How does he feel about that? Does he have any regrets? And, and how is how's he digesting that? 
Well, first I would note that, um, one, I'd go point to the Department of uh, the uh, Intelligence Community to assess the identity right. of the individual. I know uh -huh, there's been reporting yeah. on it, but that's not my position to do he's here. Sit I he's sitting, no, 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 listen here, listen here, lady. He's sitting next to the guy that's giving the speech at the presidential palace today. He's all over international television. You can't miss him. He's at the left hand of the guy that's supposedly running the country. Refer to the intelligence agency. You don't need to refer to the intelligence agency. Look on TV. Well, it could be just a doppelganger. <laughs> right, right. Also note that in prior uh, negotiations and commitments made during the Trump administration, there were thousands oh, yes. of individuals Trump. who were released. Yeah. Um, so uh -huh. uh, our focus right now is on, again, not taking the Taliban's word for it. Uh, we are assessing, we are closely watching, and we are being very clear about the capacities and the capabilities we have at hand should they be needed. Of course, that's not our objective. Uh, OK, I, I really don't want to go any further than that. I mean, we, we can, but I, I just don't want to hear any more of it because th this is this is complete. Th this is complete lunacy. The, these people, where do they get these people? I, I want to know, where do they get these people? Faddis was correct about one thing when he was speaking there. He says these people that are running this stuff. That's exactly what I said the other day. I said they're not out there in the field. They've never actually set foot outside of an office, outside of a classroom. These are people that have made political deals and have slithered their way into these uh, these positions and they go to their cocktail parties and and they sit there and they they make phone calls and they run intelligence operations and they think that that's something Th these people are nobody they're academics that's all they are they're academics that come out they have nothing else they go into this kind of work and that's what they become that's who you're dealing with you're not dealing with people that have actually gone out there and been on the ground and worked their way up through the system and eventually get to the point where they're not doing field work anymore. So they're sitting at a desk. You ever hear those old things or those or those old movies back in uh, back in like the 80s and 90s? Oh, he's been sitting behind that desk too long because they used to be the ones that are out there in the field and they're not anymore. They earn their right to go to those desks. But that's not how it is anymore. Jen Psaki is not sure when Biden will return to the White House. She doesn't know. Well, you are the press secretary. One would think that you might know. White House aides on Tuesday said they did not know when Joe Biden would return to the White House or would return to Washington, D.C. Oh, he's he's on his August vacation, though, at Camp David. You don't want to disturb him on his, at his vacation. Was he down there playing Mario Kart again? Jen Psaki said the president will return to the White House, but I don't have an exact time for you. Why don't you pick up the phone and say, when can we expect him back? Because, well, it's kind of pressing and uh, we expect him in the press room immediately to talk to the press and take questions because he hasn't done that. Hell, he hasn't been in that press room once, has he? Not since he's been in there. They can't put him out there in front of the press. They can't do that. Man doesn't know where he is. He was supposed to take questions after that ridiculous speech that he gave the other day, blaming everybody else but himself and his administration. But he didn't do that. He just slunkered out the back door, got back on the chopper and left. In terms of additional portions of the schedule next week, we're still working on those. So I don't have an update at this moment in time. I'm sure that she's not very happy because she's supposed to be on vacation, too, and she had to cut it short uh, because the pencil neck they stuck up there. Boy, he was really screwing stuff up. He didn't have a single answer for anything. The press is out there demanding answers. Well, if you want to call them that, the, uh, the media whores <laughs> are out there demanding answers. And he didn't even have any to give. He had no answers. He's just given the, the usual runarounds. All these people are clowns. They're idiots. They're incompetent. They're fools. That's the idea. It's to discredit America on the world stage is to make us look bad. 
No official U.S. evacuation plans for Americans outside of Kabul. If you're not in Kabul, well, then you're probably not getting out. What does that say? What about all the PMCs that can't get out? What are they supposed to do? You know, I saw footage last night of a lot of them getting airlifted out in different parts of the country. I mean, it's all gone to hell. What are they supposed to do? They got to their LZs and they were being pulled out by Chinooks, the ones that could get out. What about the ones that can't? The U.S. has no plans. Hear me on this one. They have no plans to evacuate Americans in Afghanistan who are located outside of Kabul. They don't have plans to evacuate Americans who are located inside Kabul. The State Department just made that clear. The former CIA guy that we just played a clip of says that they don't have any plans. They're running guys on the ground and they don't have any plans. They're making this stuff up as they go along. Officials from various departments, including State Department and the Defense Department, informed the Senate staffers at a Tuesday morning briefing that they do not know of a way to get those Americans through Taliban checkpoints located outside of Kabul. Um, I have a pretty good idea of how you can do that. You 86 those checkpoints. That's what you do to get our people out. This is not rocket science. U.S. Senator Tom Cotton's office set up a hotline for Americans, including those who are essentially trapped behind Taliban lines. Uh, that's according to the Military Times. Cotton said, and Cotton knows, he's been in country over there. <laughs> he knows. He says the situation is dire, but we'll do everything in our power to help keep you informed and to help get you out. You damn well better, Senator, because the administration, the State Department, the DOD, they're certainly not going to do it. Someone's got to. And like I said, Cotton, he's been in over there. He knows. He knows. He spent time there. Former State Department contractor was quoted by saying that the Taliban fighters have also established checkpoints throughout Kabul and around the airport. Some, according to a source, have been beating people on the way to the airport. Oh, you mean they're not humane? You mean they're not friendly, like CNN said? They're chanting death to America, but they seem so friendly at the same time. That's what CNN is saying. I got, I got the clip. You know what? Let's just play it real quick, right? It's only, it's only about 10 seconds. Let's just play it. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. It's utterly bizarre. They're chanting death to America. You're an American and they seem friendly. You hear this? You, you hear this insanity? This same reporter, by the way, she was not wearing a burqa the day before. Yeah. And when she says this, she was wearing a burqa. Uh-huh. Yeah. The precise number of Americans outside of Kabul is not immediately clear, but up to 15,000, as we said, may still be in Afghanistan. I'll bet you it's more than that. If they're saying it's 15,000, it's probably more than that. It's probably closer to maybe 20 or 30. The Taliban has been on the offensive across the country for weeks. What, what was it that Joe said, though? I, no, there's there's no chance of them uh, taking the entire country. No, there's, there's no chance of that. At a news briefing on Tuesday, Jake Sullivan, who is the president's national security advisor... Yeah, where's he been on this one? Told reporters that the Taliban expressed a willingness to provide, quote, safe passage to civilians at the airport. How much money did you give them? Because apparently it's not enough because they've just gone back on that deal. What'd that buy you? Four hours? Uh, it went around to all the top leaders, but it hasn't gone around to everybody down at the, at the, uh, the foot soldier level, has it? I think they deposited the money in the wrong accounts. Yeah, because we froze their accounts at the same time. It's supposed to be cash on the tarmac, right? Isn't that how we do it? Isn't that how the administrations before us have done it? Just cash on the tarmac, pallets of, of $100 shrink-wrapped or shrink wrapped $100 bills? It should have been a different currency altogether. It should have been in JDAM or Hellfire, but no. <laughs> That's how you respond to terrorists. And well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, but, but uh, if, you're, if you're holding our people 
and you're not letting them through and we need to get our people out. Um, uh, checkpoint or no checkpoint, you keep that checkpoint up, Jack. That's not going to be there for much longer. You're telling me we don't have we don't have Reapers in orbit now. You're telling me that you're telling me that we don't have oh. Sentinels flying over that place now. Yeah, you know, they do. Yeah, of course, they how do. are they getting the intelligence footage on this? The uh, experts, <laughs> Middle Eastern experts, you know, they, they, they know the mindset of the Middle East. They respected Trump. Do you know why they respected Trump? Because he kicked their ass. He showed strength. When you show strength there, they realize, oh, maybe your way is superior to mine and they will listen to you. But if you come in and try to do the, the Western uh, cap in hand, as Marty says, no, they're the superior ones in their mind. They're the ones that have the strength, which technically that that's exactly what cap in hand is showing you. You have to show strength to these people to get them to understand. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. So anyway, uh, just just so that uh, well, Bruce, you'll see this. Obviously, the listener won't see this. But uh, Bruce, the guy that is sitting there with the circle on his face, that's the guy that uh, Jen Psaki can't confirm. She'd have to refer to the intelligence agency for identity. She can't confirm it. That's him right there. And and he's sitting right next to the guy that's supposedly in charge in the, in the in the blue there. He's he's literally at the at the left hand of this guy, literally. And you have to refer to intelligence just to give you an idea. That's the German flight out this morning. Looks like a lot of Germans on that flight, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. All right, so I want to go over something here. Bruce, you can clearly see uh, the screen behind me here. Does that look like your typical Taliban fighter? No. No, no. Do these look like your typical Taliban fighters? Uh, strangely in this, um, huh, that's a lot of American equipment that I see on these guys. That's a that, lot. Uh, they've got NVGs. Yeah. They've got enhanced combat helmets. They've got brand new combat boots. Brand new. There's not even a spot of dirt on those BDUs. Not a spot of dirt on those things. They're getting brand new gear. Excuse me, do those look like used up in the, the mountains of Afghanistan? Do those look like used AK-47s? I mean, those are those are kitted out rifles. Look at that. You see the optics on some of those things? Yeah, yeah. I got ACOGs on a few of them, and yeah. You're telling I mean, me. hell, just the MVGs alone is expensive enough. <laughs> right? But. You're telling me that this is... A group of guys that just happened to, well, just storm across the country. There's nothing you could do to stop them. Now, even so, you would think that they would have a little bit of dirt on those boots. They don't have any scratches on them. Those are brand new combat boots. They look like they just took them out of the box and laced them up. Yeah. The Taliban now controls an unknown amount of advanced American weaponry. Gee, I wonder how they got it. And I heard an interview. Bruce and I listened to an interview before of Nor bin Laden. Now, if anyone doesn't know who that is, that is the niece of the famed Osama bin Laden. She doesn't live in the Middle East anymore, though she is very familiar with the region for obvious reasons. She now lives in Europe. And you can go to her website. She has she has a website and she runs it. And, you know, you can go check it out. Norbinladen.com is what it is. And she is uh, she's she's a fan of Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, the interview she was giving I saw Trump one signs behind her. Mm -hmm. Many of them. A lot of them. Yeah, it was more than one. Yeah. She said very clearly that this was not an intelligence failure. This was an operation. This was done intentionally. We tucked tail and ran. We pulled out everything. We told our guys, get whatever you got, get on the plane and get out of here by dark. Get get out of town by uh, by nightfall. That's what we told everybody. Leave everything. We left all of our vehicles, left all of our guns everything out of our armories, 
all of our special equipment, all of our gear. Why? Well, we had to restart what wasn't there, didn't we? Yeah. Well, not only did we have to restart what was there, but uh, the the importing of the um, immigrants, shall we say, mm -hmm. uh, we don't know what their ideology is. No. And it's going to create homegrown terror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, they're going to play that card again, too. The Biden administration's chaotic last minute scramble to evacuate Afghanistan has led to a massive boon for the Taliban. Really? Really? I, I wouldn't have guessed that. You mean to tell me when you just pull out like that, there's a power vacuum? Is, is that is that what happens? Never would have guessed. The complete and total collapse of the Afghan military has left huge quantities of military equipment behind. Uh, that would be the stuff that we gave them, which we had no business doing, by the way. While there appears to have been no plan to attempt to avoid this outcome, because again, it was intentionally done. It also looks like there is no plan at all to get any of it back. No, why would you? Why, why would you do that? See, now, gift. yeah, it was a gift. Now, now you notice what all of these people are doing. Jen Psaki, this Yahoo over in the UK, and, and all these other people. Do you know what they're doing now? Now they're saying, uh, well, they're already in there. It's a legitimate uh, government now. Now we're going to have to work with them. Even the European Union people are saying that, you know, psychotic is there. We're going to have to work with them. We don't like it, but we're going to have to. You armed them. You built them. You made them. So, of course, there's no plan to get any of it back because they gave it to them in the first place. On Monday, Pentagon Logistics Specialist Major General Hank Taylor was asked if the U.S. had a plan to make certain that the military hardware did not fall into Taliban hands. His response was, listen to this, I don't have an answer to that question. Uh, Major General, you should have an answer to that question. An official with the Defense Department confirmed to the Associated Press that the Taliban had secured vast amounts of equipment and that the amount that they now have in their possession is enormous. Some videos purport to show both Taliban and newly acquired U.S. military vehicles like Humvees or alternatively Afghan military forces making a break for it in Humvees, which where did they go? They went straight across the border into Iran. I'm sure that the Iranian Revolutionary Guard were happy to get those. Worse yet, the attack choppers and the fighter planes that we have and the fighter jets are now in the Taliban's hands. These people don't know how to fly jets. They don't know how to fly jets. They were jumping on a trampoline for the first time in their lives the other day. They didn't even know that one of those things existed. Most of them don't even know that flushing toilets exist. And that's not a jab at their culture. I don't mean to do that. That's not a jab at their culture. But when we've talked before about certain parts of that part of the world, and again, Marty spent nine years, our, our, own, our own correspondent, he spent nine years over there. And he says a lot of these people, because you get people passing through the United Arab Emirates where he was, and he's also spent some time in Saudi. You get people passing through that are on the pilgrimage. They're doing the Hajj. They're, they're going to Mecca. And he says a lot of them will only make that trip one time in their life. And they will come from places that are way, some village way out in the middle of nowhere, and they've never seen running water. They've never seen electricity. They, they've never seen appliances, any of this stuff. So again, that's not a jab at their culture. That's just the way that they live, some of them. So the Biden administration is uh, quickly laying blame to the uh, the Afghan forces. Oh, yeah, it's all their fault. Yeah, it's, it's all their fault. They, they, didn't, they didn't stand up and, and deal with it. Chris Miller, acting secretary of defense at the end of the Trump administration and who saw his own combat in Afghanistan in 2001, said the United States used hope as a course of action. Stephen Beidel, uh, professor of the International 
and public affairs at Columbia University, is also a former U.S. forces uh, advisor to U.S. forces in Afghanistan, and says that Joe Biden's announcement in April of a withdrawal date set the catastrophe in motion. Yeah. When you say, okay, we're just going to pull out immediately. We're not even going to do any kind of a a phase drawdown or anything. I'm not going to get into the cost of this stuff, but it's horrendous. It's horrendous. Suffice it to say, we've lost over $2 trillion in there. That's $2 trillion. These people are talking about $3.5 trillion for infrastructure, $1.5 trillion for infrastructure. We've spent trillions in another country. It's been a complete disaster, but not all is lost, though. Twitter says that the Taliban can stay on their platform if they obey the rules. Aren't you happy about that, Bruce? Now you can just follow. You can follow the Taliban. Yeah, you can just hit the follow button on on Twitter. You can go right to their Twitter account. That's fine. But see, Donald Trump's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to do that. As a matter of fact, Stephen Colbert and Michael Moore both, right? Because they're 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 wonderful voices of modern pop culture these days. They're both saying that the people that we have at the Capitol on January sixth, that's like our Taliban. It's the same thing. Because, I mean, what they did in in Afghanistan, taking the presidential palace and everything and and seizing control, I mean, those were insurrectionists, right? So our Taliban, I mean, we've rightfully got those people in prison, right? No, no, no. Those are political prisoners. Make no mistake about that. They've not been charged with anything. So they get to stay on Twitter if they obey the rules. And of course, they say that they're going to respect women's rights. Of course, all the women on all of the advertising and everything in town today are being spray painted over. That's all being spray painted over. That's okay. But see, they're they're going to respect the rights of women under Sharia, they say themselves. They, they say well, they're going to respect the rights of women under Sharia. Of course, under Sharia, what they're not telling you is under Sharia, women have no rights. It literally, under Sharia, it's the equivalent of what happened in this country before, you know, when we had slaves and you were as a slave worth half a vote, you know, or, or as a free slave, you were worth half a vote. Same thing here. They're worth half of a man. I don't even think it's that much. I think it's like a quarter, but it, it, it's it's less. They're they're lessers in in under Sharia. The Associated Press, it, the stuff's breaking so fast now. The Associated Press has just reported that the Taliban is violating promises on Afghans' access to the airport. Uh, that's according to the second in charge at the U.S. State Department. What are you going to do about it? That that would be my question. Also, General Milley has just released a statement. He says that the U.S. intelligence agencies could not have foreseen the Taliban's rapid rise to power. Quote, there was nothing that I or anyone else saw that indicated a collapse in 11 days. (laughs) This man, this man should be fired today, today, today. We're not generals and we saw this one coming. The intelligence community was warning them. CIA warned them. We, we had the community saying, this is going to create a vacuum and it's going to be bad. Don't do this. This is a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. What did they do? They did it. And lo and behold, the intelligence community was right. And that kind of pains me to say that, by the way, that the intelligence community was right. I, I, I want us to have a good intelligence community, but at the same time, it's the same intelligence community that was being militarized against American citizens if you happen to be a Trump supporter or if you were Trump himself or any of his uh, cabinet, you were being spied on by the intelligence organization. Uh, so I, I, I don't trust them. But at the same time, we did have people in there that were saying this is this is a dumb idea. Bruce, I have to ask you, right? Do you think that they're mocking Joe Biden? Do you think Joe Biden's being mocked through all of this? Do you think he's being taunted? Do you think he's being ridiculed or anything like that? Is it right? Um, if, if he is being ridiculed, do you think it, that it's right? Do you think he deserves it? Yeah. You think he does? Funny enough, the Obamas, they suspended their social media accounts because they were getting 
wave upon wave upon wave of hate mail from the people that were following them, not just average everyday people that don't follow them and go on there and, and to say something to their social media, because if you don't follow them, well, then why would you, right? Why would you even bother to uh, to associate yourself or even speak a word to any of these, these cretins? Why would you do that? You wouldn't. But if you're already following them, if you're following them on Twitter or Instagram or any of that stuff, they closed their social media accounts yesterday because they were getting wafts of just hate mail from their own followers about this disaster. They were all saying, this is your fault. You will be held accountable for this. The people that you had in your administration are at fault for this. The people you have in this administration that you're advising, they will be held responsible for this and you're responsible for that. So they shut their media down, their social media down. You see, these people, again, they're not the ones making the policy. They're just the ones put there to carry it out. These people don't make any decisions on their own. If they made decisions on their own, well, then they would be skewered by the mainstream media. What happened with Trump? He made decisions on his own and he had to go. Bruce, this is a picture clearly of Joe Biden in many of his ice cream adventures. Yeah. He's got two cones in one hand. He's taking big bites out of the other one. He's got, uh, looks like some cash and he's licking another cone there. Yeah, he's toasting some cones over on this other one, right? So, I mean, this nice collage has been put up, right? (laughs) You're looking, you got this grin on your face like, okay, what's the catch, right? What's the punchline, right? Well, the punchline is this. This was tweeted out by the Taliban because they have their own Twitter account. This was tweeted out by the Taliban earlier today. Are they mocking him? I think they're joining in solidarity with they're his, joining in solidarity. <laughs> uh, enjoyment of ice cream. They're all they're all standing around eating ice cream and they took photos of it. Y- you got to admit they are mocking him. Oh, yeah. That's what they're doing. Rightfully so. Uh-huh. Uh, this this uh, military plan that he did, the operation. No, I don't think he. No, I don't think they're taunting Biden. I think they're they're taunting the American people, the Western culture in general. Fair enough. OK. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But you know something? Th- this this reeks of Beijing. That I'm sorry, this this reeks of Beijing. You're telling me, you're telling me that this doesn't look like something. The two of these photos that I just showed you, and one of them is Biden eating, to, for, so we're clear, one of them is Biden eating ice cream, and the other one is the Taliban standing around outside of an ice cream shop eating ice cream. You're telling me that this is not some kind of humor that you would find out of the Chinese Communist Party, because that's exactly the, the stench that's off of this thing, is that. Because the Chinese, if nothing else, what do they like to say to the Americans? Ha ha, right? That's what they like to say, right? When they do their whole belly laughing and, uh, and all the rest of it. Well, we said that Taiwan is in play, right? That's what we said. By the way, these flash, just before I get to that point, these flash demonstrations just start popping up all over the place about Afghanistan. And the mainstream media is all over it. They're, they're all over those demonstrations. Uh, Bruce, this is one of those demonstrations. What, what is the name on that bag right there? Can you tell? Can, can you can you see can you see what that is? It, it's it's a bit blurred, but uh, I believe that says World Economic Forum. What are they doing at an Afghan refugee protest? What are they doing there? It's a good question. That's a good question, isn't it? Uh huh. Again, this was not an intelligence failure. This was an operation. The Global Times tweeted out the following. If there truly are 30,000 U.S. troops in Taiwan, some senator, I guess, tweeted that out. I I don't know who it was. Some senator tweeted out that we had 30,000 troops in, in Taiwan. It is believed that China 
will immediately put the anti-secession law into use, destroy and expel U.S. troops in Taiwan by military means, and realize reunification by force. The U.S. stationing troops in the Taiwan island, you guys at the Global Times, you missed a word. You, you missed a word. It's not the Taiwan island. It is the Taiwan island nation. You missed a word. I, I don't know if I, I know you guys are you have the best of the best over there when it comes to learning English. I'm not faulting you for that. But you, your grammar's a little off because you missed the word island nation. It's not just island. So just side note, I'm sure. They say that this is the equivalent to a military invasion and occupation of the Taiwan province of China. Again, I I think uh, you, you kind of misspoke there. You said province of China. That's not actually a province of China. It's an independent island nation. Um, they say that this is an act of declaring war on the People's Republic of China. Taiwan is in play. The PLA Navy is out there today doing live fire drills just off the coast of Taiwan. Do you think they might have an interest in taking Taiwan? You think they might have that? Especially... If the U.S. is, oh, I don't know, weak, incompetent, chaotic administration, nobody knows what's going on. If we can screw up Afghanistan, what do you think is going to happen with Taiwan? And for a bit of clarification there, um, you, you have a lot of the, uh, the, the uh, it was John Cornyn, I believe, uh, that reported 30,000 troops there. Uh-huh. Um, of course, you, you have the uh, various fact checkers saying, well, we don't have 30,000 troops there. And they're right. We have 30,000 both troops and contractors there, but we don't have you know, officially sanctioned troops there. We also have troops in Okinawa, in Japan, the island of no Okinawa, which China also claims, by the way, they say that Okinawa belongs to them. It does not. It belongs to the Japanese. And believe me, the Japanese are no fans of the Chinese. The Japanese fleet, I, I've heard this. I don't know how well it holds up now, but I, I think it would hold up pretty well if I, if I understand the Japanese Navy. Uh, maybe Marty can clear this up for me when I speak to him next. But the Japanese Navy has always been very good. We had our hands full with it, even back during the Second World War when we were at war with them. They're even better now. The Japanese, who are our allies, by the way, very good ones at that, they have the ability, so I'm told, they have the ability to sink the entire Chinese naval fleet in about 48 hours, if they so choose. If China, for one minute, thinks that they are going to take Okinawa without a fight, whether the U.S. is in the picture or not, the Japanese will beat them senseless when it comes to the island of Okinawa. We're out of time today, so we are going to have to go. All right. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts every day, and we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just for our Telegram subscribers. And we also post up photos of Joe Biden licking ice cream cones right next to the Taliban. You might want to check that out. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.